I can hear oh. you now. You always look so shiny. Right away? What? How shiny? <laughs> Do I need to throw so, some oil? No, no. The puffer jacket and my glasses. Oh, I'm always cold. Glowing under the video lights. Oh, that's that may be my uh, studio light effect. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. Less sexy now. <laughs> I'll keep the sexy mud on. Keep it on. Keep the sizzle up. Ow. Together mode. Starting together mode. Oh, oh. <laughs> what is that? Not the Where are we? We're sitting on this amphitheater steps in the woods. <laughs> this is going to be a necessary YouTube oh dear. episode. You can catch all our episodes on YouTube. Search for Parts Department to see these fools play with Skype. It's cutting off my arms, aren't I, Vivia? Do I have arms? Oh, I have arms too. Oh, it's a good time no. to clap, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? Oh, there's scenes. Okay. Oh, this is better. Let's go to a cafe. Sure, let's go to a yeah. cafe. <laughs> Why are we so small and behind the other side of the wall? <laughs> cafe, cafe. Right. Give me the cafe. We're sitting on children's chairs. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's going to be a good podcast, I can tell. <laughs> oh, there's so Ooh. many. <laughs> oh, yeah. We spent 5.15 being in <laughs> a fake world. One of the guys, a podcast I listened to, they tried out augmented reality, the Facebook version, I, the for matters. their podcast recording. And <laughs> I thought about that, and I almost brought it up at one point, but I was like, I think that the ones that they used were like $2,000 a piece, the headsets, and I was just like, need more Patreons. Yeah. It does sound very entertaining. I'd love to spend a little bit more time in VR just to understand it. I've only done it once with yeah. like a little ske sketching program. That was, was impressive. It was better than I expected. I had a, my sister-in-law has one and we played it over a holiday. And it's mostly just entertaining to watch the other people using it. <laughs> Bumping into things. I can see it. And I, I've seen a lot of like screen recordings. There's a guy... I, named Nick Baker that does a lot of Instagram design content, like product design, and he's done some good screen recordings of himself designing in 3D and this uh, this inside of augmented reality. So he's like drawing stuff and kind of like rhino push-pulling. Mm, and it's I like inside that. the world. And I, I can't imagine that'd be so like mind-blowing. Mm. Like designing a sofa or a chair or something. Yep. I'm thinking of that guy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> Definitely. Guess we missed this. Uh, what did we miss? Oh, I don't have my buttons loaded. Hmm. Oh, no. This is probably going to break my gonna audio. I load it. It's going to take your audio away. <laughs> wow. Yep. Did you get the laser up and running? Did. Are you lasering? Did. I did laser some stuff. What do I got here? 
I've got ants right now. I came into there being ants on my desk and um, oh, a bunch of ant traps, but uh, they're, they're distracting me. The thing that I wanted to get made, there's a couple things, mostly, well, we bought the thing for packaging, but I made this little box in Fusion's mm-hmm. sheet metal uh, yeah. because we have some tool holders sometimes that need to be shipped and they don't have a box. So yeah, that worked pretty well. It only took me like two or three tries and this material isn't quite perfect for it, but I mean, pretty good for a little, little foldable thing. It's it's weird to have a machine. I, it's the only machine we have besides, I guess the printers, you don't really need to, but where you just basically turn it on and push start. It, there, it, there's no warm up. there's no nothing. And I, every time I do it, I'm like, what am I missing? What's going to crash? Like, what's wrong, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. So I saw that post on that little box you posted. The edges look distinctly unburnt. Oh. Can you cut cardboard without a burnt look? It does have an air assist to it. It has its own little pump built into it. I don't know okay. if that's really helping it not burn. It smells burnt. It smells. It's taking me back to the dungeon of my architecture school <laughs> because I hadn't smelled that in about 15 years, I don't think. And I was like, oh, oh, all of a sudden I feel like I need to stay up all night. Yeah. How are you extracting it? Mm. It's a very curious situation, but we have an exhaust roof fan in the center of our shop. So I bought some duct and ran it over there and up and it's like going right, right over the same spot where our normal like dust collection duct run is. So they like Mm. kind of like do this little like crisscrossy thing over top of each other. And so far it's, it's working all right. I think if we just cut laser cut like all day and it was some noxious thing, we would (laughs) potentially need to upgrade something or like seal it better. Uh, Okay. Sure. Um, cool yeah awesome it's a a weird weird little like very 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 basic machine super super simple so far the bed's a little bit out of level on one corner so you don't cut all the way through on the lower right if and i think i've found (laughs) how you can adjust that but the like honeycomb bed just kind of slides around on top of it the table it doesn't really attach to anything which just feels horrible from a C, like a cnc perspective like yeah what do you mean you didn't attach Where's the, the table plate <laughs> yeah and are you running rhino into light burn is, was that the solution or fusion dxf straight yep. into- ended up having to buy light burn for like 120 dollars. it's okay i mean it does what it's supposed to do i guess it doesn't have like a lot of like editing capability that i found so far so like you kind of need to have a clean file when it comes in <laughs> like mm. don't expect to do a bunch of trimming and modifying but uh, it does nicely just send it straight over ethernet to the machine so i can actually like start it from here too but i have no viewable way to know what it's burning you know little fire data yes i would exactly. like to warm up the workshop now please Please start the machine on fire. Cool. So does that mean you're doing file prep in Rhino to get those clean files? Or what what Um, do you don't want? The way, so it started out as we did some, actually no, in the case of this, this 
this thing, it came straight out of the exported flat file from Fusion. Mm -hmm. It does have way too many extra lines because it's like the bend extents are all in there and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all on one layer because, you know, why would you want to use layers? Why would a why would a layered file not be layered? So you got to do a little bit of like finessing and selecting stuff once you get into, yeah. you know, yeah, light yeah, burn. Yeah. But I mean, in the case of what we're usually doing, doesn't seem too challenging. Like in the case of our duck tower, packaging that was the other thing we really wanted to start cutting right away it was already in rhino we were kind of like laying stuff out there it came mm -hmm. i think i don't remember how we made it i think ricky made it in fusion but when we were sending it to our friend we were laying it out in rhino and so it was all there and i already had that via layers to be able to put it into dxf and um that turned out perfectly like there's really no like if you can pre-determine layers it keeps it once it yeah. comes in which is nice. Yeah, awesome. What you would expect. Cool. Yeah, we have the same battle with because we use sheet metal for our packaging as well, but we're programming Trinity Infusion, but it does the same thing, like all the the messy bend lines and stuff. And I think we have to do something. I don't remember. I think we have to do something by creating extra sketch geometry or just being careful when we select like which of those three lines we want it to score on and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Same. So it's like. Fusion's interpretation of 2D stuff is never fantastic. After recording, Justin realized that Fusion 360 flat pattern does in fact export layer DXF files. He regrets the mistake. Yeah. I, I do like playing with like sheet metal. I've always done packaging boxes and stuff like that with sheet metal and I find it satisfying, although it's almost always like I create a cool thing and it, it like almost works. And then like yesterday, I couldn't get it to unfold because it was like intersecting, but I didn't know where it was intersecting. So I just kind of had to keep playing <laughs> yeah, with right. it until eventually mm. there was enough offsets and things. Do you do like, do you design engraving or are you just doing primarily just cut out? Actually, you wouldn't be doing it on Trinity with an engraving. That'd be weird. I was thinking laser cut. It's for like branding, you mean? That sort of stuff. Yeah. Or just not. Nah. Like I'm thinking about instructional things, uh, you know, nice. like use this wrench for this thing oh. and have like a little call out. Tasty. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be doing that in Rhino for sure as an overlay, anything graphical yeah. or text-based. No, ours are very simple, just the, the box nets out of sheet metal. That's a moment. Do you use... You, I remember at one point you were talking about some generator for things like this. Was that an old CAM software? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so when we first got Trinity, before we worked out how to program the knives straight out of Fusion, we still had mm -hmm. a license of Enroute, I think. And mm. we had a subscription to a carton generate a website where we could just plug into the benches in the box style and it would spit out the DXF so prepped and then we yeah. put that through on route I think so the, yeah, when we first got Trinity we were programming the knives through on route and then we worked out how to do the tool paths in Fusion and then switched to turned off that subscription because it was quite expensive actually we were paying yeah, yeah. over 100 bucks a month for that while there i can't i didn't look extensively but it just doesn't it feel like at this point there would be like 
a dozen different types of like web 2D generators for box flat files or something, you know? Like I want the inside dimension to be this, this, and this, you know? Yeah, that's what it was. I think there's a few around, but yeah, like I guess like any industry, there was a bit of a premium on getting all the different styles, like because there yeah. are so many different sorts of cartons, and obviously some of them get quite involved. So I can I can recognise that there's probably a lot of time invested in developing sure. those. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't look that hard. I'm sure there are. If you know of one, I would love. Love to know of a good flat file mm. box generator so I don't have to deal with silly outputs from Fusion. Mm. It is fun though once you get that Fusion file dialed and just being able to bleep, 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 bleep. plug in dimensions and spit it out. The, the, one yeah. of the things we haven't solved is nesting different cartons efficiently because we're working with a full size sheet of card. And if we want yeah. like yeah. one of this box style and then fill the remnant with all these smaller cartons that we're going to use as well. I haven't found yep. a good workflow for that infusion with nesting and sheet metal. I'm sure there's, there's got to be something there, but one. you can't. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, they've talked about that being a potential down the road, but. Mm. I'm uh, not seeing it in demos. I think what would be really ideal is if there was like this Lightburn software has a tab called library. <clears throat> and I guess you can just like store a list of files that are on your computer there. Doesn't seem to have any automation to it, but it would be super nice if you could just say plus this box three or four times, make that fit in there, you know? To me, that's like where computers should be solving problems for us with those kind of things where it's like, why am I still hand nesting boxes today? Or yeah, anything, exactly. you know, why am I hand nesting anything? Yeah. It's a very solved <laughs> problem. Yeah. Anyway. What's up with you? Lasers uh, first knives. <laughs> Having a good yeah. week, actually. Started off pretty hectic. Had really bad hay fever, which oh, landed no. me off work. Oh, no. Well, go on, just hang up on me. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, some hectic sta static. I can't hear you. Coming through. But it was. I'll, I'll just hang up on you now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, of all the times. God damn. <laughs> Woo! Just, just uh, hang, why 20, don't you? 25. <laughs> my fault, my fault. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, actually. I've had a pretty... Been on a pretty low ebb for yeah. uh, weeks, months, don't know, a while. Yeah. But had a bit of a breakthrough earlier in the week in the, in a business coaching session, actually, in a Ooh. group one, not like a little personal one or anything, and just kind of had a moment... Like, because I've, I've been a bit lost purpose-wise and also, like, why am I doing this? Kind of yeah. lost the lost the drive. And um, mm -hmm. just had a moment in a off the back of a business coaching earlier in the week where it kind of the theme of it was dusting off the dream, which sounds, like, you know, <laughs> hilarious. But it was exactly what I... It was exactly the exercise that I needed to do because it was, like, 
just a little yeah. prod refresher of like why are you like why are you doing this? What do you actually want to achieve? And put some sim very very simple goals back in place of like yeah that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing yeah putting myself through this because I want to do X Y Z. So that was yeah. Very timely. Don't know how long that like little new carrot or incentive will last in terms of mm, <coughs> keeping yeah. me motivated. But right now it has meant that my energy is better and got sort of something a little a little edge to like kind of. Chatting to a friend about it last night, and he kind of put it very well of like finding an edge to then follow, which I like. So yeah, that's been a good couple of days since then. Just working on a bunch of things. Are in the sort of marketing world, and yeah, I've kind of last week I had a moment where I was I had this real sense of not getting anything done. I think I chatted to you last Thursday morning, and about like having three roles and then feeling like I was doing yeah. all of them badly. Yeah, and I had a really good chat to Aaron later that morning about because we're trying to sort of help each other with our default diaries like holding ah. each other to our account of like, how are you going with your default diary? Shit, how are you going? Shit, uh-huh. like, how can we do this better? Yep. So I had a moment chatting to him where I was like, I feel like I'm not doing any of my roles justice. Yep. And we're chatting through that and I kind of just printed out my default diary. I was like, I've got way too much stuff happening on every day. What if I just like tried clean slate and just like, give each day a theme because I've kind of got four days of work, three roles, one, if you call one day, Monday is often a bit of a write-off with meetings and admin and stuff, so I'll just call Monday admin day and then I'll assign one role to a day and actually try and get some deeper work done because I was finding I just wasn't getting any sort of deep focus time on anything. Anyway, so I just canned my schedule on Thursday. I was like, cool, I'm just doing marketing stuff today. What are the two most important marketing-related things that need to get done? Yeah. One was making a new postcard flyer and getting that off to the printer and one was updating a profile on a sort of maker website that we're on in Melbourne that actually gets quite a lot of traffic and Mm. we've been meaning to update it for like months if not years so i was like i got both of those things done in the day and felt great about it it's like cool i actually achieved something nice um so that was yeah that was really positive oh yeah trying to be a bit more kind of somatic with my days this week where possible there's always distractions and meetings and other things going on but yeah that's yeah I can Good. definitely relate to that. I'm mm. glad to hear that you've felt more purpose or you've dusted off your, what was it again? <laughs> dusted off, off your, dusted your Should dream. Sample for that. You're, you're d- <laughs> Not quite. Might <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are working at all. Yeah, that's good. I, I find those moments at times and... What's interesting is it's like, I wish it was, you know, I wish it was the other way where we're kind of like always in the good moment of purpose and place and, and we're infrequently brought to moments of non-clarity, I guess. Mm. 
I don't know how you would create that. Part of, I mean, part of my realization, again, during my little vacation a couple weeks ago was, which I still haven't successfully done anything about, but I've really wanted to spend more time doing things for myself, basically. Like, in particular, trying to do some form of exercise. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. So I'm rounding to 40. And the other similar idea is to, I'm I'm hopeful that potentially it could help me be a little more intentional and focused throughout my day too, is if I could somehow manage to start doing some form of meditation. I did that mm. kind of back some, probably almost 10 years ago now, eight years ago. It was never like a proper meditation where it's like, you know, what you see in a movie or something, but just a few minutes of like trying to basically not race to my phone in the morning, not like be distracted at all times by like a podcast or talking to somebody and processing what I need to process, I guess. I don't know. It, it sounds kind of <laughs> yeah, woo-woo, yeah. but I, I found it to be very useful and I've heard enough people talk about that kind of thing that... I just feel like it would give me enough pause in life to be more intentional about what I'm trying to do. And it, it, back then it would even help me kind of throughout the day. Cause I could like back away from the crazy and, and, you know, be like, what am I, you know, attempting to accomplish in like a different way. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it reminds me of this quote that I've got pinned on the wall and it was pinned under something else. I'm glad to be reminded of it. So stillness is key. All of humanity's problems, Blaise Pascal said in 1654, stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. How, how relevant is that today? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think today you would just add without a phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very aware of that. Like in the evenings, like I, once the kids are asleep i'm very phone focused mm -hmm. and i could you know justify that as you know catching up on stuff that i missed during the day but in reality i'm just kind of you know addicted to this little device and i'm aware that of how little space that leaves in my kind of like there's no space for processing or rambling thought or yeah Kind of, yeah, blocks out a lot of that sort of natural thinking that would happen in those in-between moments. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, been getting closer and closer to buying a bamboo mm -hmm. printer. Printer. Laura's doing this plastics research grant at the moment where yeah. she's researching ways to use recycled plastic and bioplastics and stuff in her artwork. Anyway, as part of the grant, she's got a little bit of budget for equipment, so I reckon we might go in on, on a bamboo together pretty soon. I've yeah. been trying to like sh showing, showing her videos of yours, <laughs> what it can print, how fast it can print, trying to sell the dream but they look fantastic how's yours going good 
Very good. Actually, it's funny. I didn't. I was thinking about adding that to yeah. chat about, but last night I saw a YouTube video mm. where this person they suggested I watch this video on on X1C Bamboo X1C upgrades that this person had done or mods, and I was like, mods. What does oh, this thing need? Mods. It's pretty good already. And a couple of the things were minor. Actually, most of them are pretty minor. But the one thing that, like, I'd say my maybe my biggest gripe about the machine is the, like, AMS, the material management system, is amazing if your roles fit in it just right. If they mm-hmm. don't, it doesn't, it's just, it's a spaghetti monster. It pushes the roll back up and it tangles on itself and the door won't shut or like, it's just, you know, like, and, and in particular, you can't use any of the Prusa filament, basically. It's like I found maybe one or two rolls that fit in there and then the rest like hit something or it, you can imagine like the tangent situation of a roll and how it runs on rollers. And if those rollers aren't kind of properly fit to it, then it won't even if it fits inside. So this person on printables made an entire new drop-in system that replaces all the roll spots on the AMS such that it can hold both larger and smaller rolls different than the original can, but it like retains all the kind of like electronic hardware doodads, but just kind of replaces where things rest. So that made me very excited because that's like probably the only issue we have is when we go to go to print things that don't fit in there like our dust boots like our the other parts we print that are like production parts we have to like run it outside the machine which works but it kind of ruins the smarts of it in a certain way Mm. um and is that because you're using prosa filament specifically it was and then we switched to a different filament and that also doesn't fit so anyway, we haven't printed that yet, but supposedly it's like fully printable parts. Ah, okay, cool. And so you can make it yourself and it probably takes a bit of time to like, they have a, di- like, Bamboo themselves have a disassembly guide for like maintenance purposes of this thing. So you basically follow that with the new printed parts. And yeah, there's even like desiccant upgrades for it now too. So you can like get cool. a better drying scenario so i don't know that that was a long way of saying it's been really great and the only things i've had problems with have been resolved fairly quickly with like petg in particular it was like a couple prints had started to shift and we figured out how to like kind of use some of the old prusa knowledge of like z hopping and retracting the material solve that so i've printed two dust boots today already Cool. The second one's no, maybe printing still, but yeah, it's totally like everybody. Like I have people say every once in a while to me, like, "Oh, I bought a bamboo," or they ask me about it before they're going to buy it, you know. And then they come back and mm. they're like, "I just don't have to worry about it anymore. I just print." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's wild. Like it's hard to understand until you've had the pain of other machines." Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I can definitely recommend it. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, last thing on my list was in the old old mate, Chappie. 
Here it is. Yeah. Oh, it's tea, I think. Tea. Ah. You can do whatever you want with the balloon. <laughs> oh, GPT corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally bit the bullet and upgraded to plus yesterday. Because I was doing my marketing research and because of the state that Shopify sales are in this month, there's this real sense of like, oh, we've hit the wall, we've fallen off the cliff of not spending money on ads. That's why sales are so bad. Yep. But I was like, wait, hang on, let me dig into the data. And so I like did a bit of a deep dive on Feb, our last month of digital ad spend versus March. Yep. And I pulled out all the stats and it actually looks pretty good. Like, yes, there is a mm. drop off in traffic and sessions. But if you compare like just pure sales, like revenue, it's actually a very minor drop off. Oh, um, that's good. From between those two months. Anyway, and then there's a huge drop off, I mean, drop off in April. So anyway, I compared all the data, I then fed, started feeding all the data into G chat GPT to see what it would make of it because I wanted it to do some critical thinking and give me some actions. And then I was like, hang on, why, why am I feeding this into 3.5 or whatever it is? Let me pay 20 bucks and feed it into a more advanced model. May as well, right? So I upgraded and fed it, fed it all kind of the key takeaways of this data and then was like, cool, write me a report. And then with five actions, like <laughs> as it does, spits it out in seconds. And it was all either stuff that we were is already on our radar, like, you know, conversion rate optimization, blah, blah, blah. But it was just, I found it really useful. <laughs> the report was concise, well summarized, and the actions were, I felt, all very valid and good things to do. Like, I don't really know how valid its critical thinking powers are. Yes. Yeah. But, even just as a summarization tool and telling me stuff that, yes, on some level I already know, but giving me like an actionable list of things is like I find that very, very useful. Did you give it the prompt, validate things I already know because I might need to feel better? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time. Anyway. It's so, like Ted Lasso yeah. this week. He's like, am I a mess? And they're like, yeah, of course you are. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, I'm back on the lasso train too. So, yeah, that's my story. So, um, it didn't give you anything the, that you didn't already think of. I was, I was hoping I was hoping that would be like, oh, my God, they gave me these amazing analyses. No, it, it definitely gave me stuff that I wouldn't have thought of. So, for instance, in March... We put, we manually put like a lot of draft orders through Shopify. Like Aaron was doing a lot of custom quoting. If it quoting, was close yeah. to pro product, he was like, cool, I just put that through Shopify as a draft order. We have this nice process where we send the person the draft cart and it's all just sitting there. They just need to check it and plug their details in and off they go. Yep. And yep. he put quite a significant amount of revenue through Shopify using that method in March. Which we mm -hmm. thought was like greatly skewing the numbers, but Sarah sort of split it off from the just true like normal web sales and it was actually 
like pretty stable in terms of standard web sales as well. But anyway, so that was one of the yeah. things I fed into GPT of like, cool, this this is I don't quite understand how to interpret the fact that we put all this draft yeah. money through. Draft isn't feedback. like they converted though, right? They converted. They converted, yeah. but that was kind of manual. Uh, sure. I'm not sure quite not what to make yeah. of that data. And it was like its recommendation was, you know, investigate this, dive deeper into the reasons behind the significant increase in manual draft orders, identify yeah. the contributing factors, and optimize your sales process accordingly to capitalize on this growth opportunity. I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah, I was going to say we it's should like capitalize it's, on that. It's almost in a sense it's validating to it. The two things I thought of was you've got a problem with the web flow somehow that somebody can't order what they want, right, without talking to you, which that's hard, period, especially when you're doing customized things. And the other is people are converting. So you're doing something right still, mm. like that it's changed. It's like maybe that cycle of people finally getting to the place of being comfortable to make the move and... That timing was just coincidental. I don't know. But mm. it seems positive as long as you're getting money. <laughs> That's it. Well, I just kind of questioned my thing because, like, prior to that, I'd been thinking of the this draft chunk as, like, obviously still positive in terms of revenue but a bit of a negative in terms of web sales, clean web yeah. sales. And it just yeah. changed my thinking a bit of, like, actually, no, this is an opportunity. How can we get more of these? Because they are converting really well. So, Sure. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. I used GPT in the last couple of days to I could totally do this math kind of thing. This little like working on a quote for a customer for job shop work, and they had asked for a certain couple quantities of parts, and then kind of like a is it possible to get to a price of this? And I was like, wait, I don't know. That doesn't seem feasible. And so I just kept throwing it at, I thought it would give me an answer pretty quickly because I know that they've improved, especially in four, like algebraic or, you know, math capabilities. And it gave me some pretty terrible answers the first few times. So I kept adjusting my <laughs> prompts where it was like, it was telling me that it was like doing equations that it didn't make sense. Like it would write out its, its work, but then it was like, what? That's not math. You're not doing that right. And yeah, wow. so I get the okay. like not getting it and I did have a couple words wrong. So I kept adjusting it and then I finally like found the right way and, and prodded it. I don't know how many times you just keep, I'll do the thing where I like either change my original prompt or like go, I don't know, that's not right. Can you try harder? Like I just say that to it <laughs> and like, it'll go, oh, you're right. Sorry. And it like <laughs> digs deeper and, you know, AI peer pressure and <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it gave me basically Just, exactly what I was looking for. What quantity could I get to this price at? And I didn't have to do... I, honestly, now that I think about it, I probably spent more time messing around with yeah. GPT than doing it myself. But uh, now maybe I can do it faster the next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, I feel like that's part of the reason we're there. It's not... Some things will, will definitely take longer because we're stuffing around with this thing, but... I feel some drive to be in this space because I, you know, because of how yeah. new and different it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
feels good to be involved in it, I suppose. Yeah, I continue to think that, I mean, like I've heard a bunch of people talk about it. We talk about it. It's probably getting annoying to some degree, but it's also like, I really see it as like a huge change in society. It is changing so much of our life. My life is working on a computer and mm. in a certain way, it's like we, we've basically just seen what was revolutionary before was all this data on the internet being accessible through things like Google. And that was almost like a version of like walking the library stacks, finding your own books. Like, yeah. oh, well now I know where to find the book, but I still got to look it up and, and open mm. the book and figure it out. And now it's like, we've skipped all of those steps and it's like, well, I've already looked through all 9,000 books that could be related to this and giving you the answer. And mm. Mm. I think the next step for me that I'm super interested in is like, when you can actually start to have memory about your specific things. Like I got access to Bard last week, yeah. a couple of days ago, actually, and which is Google's AI. And mm. I asked it to search my email for all instances of a certain thing. Like when did I first start? And it was like, oh yeah, I can. Or at first I asked it, do you have access to my email and my Google Drive? <laughs> and it said, yes, of course. I'm Google Bard. <laughs> I have, and then I asked it like, "All right, search my email for this," and it goes, "Oh, as a, as an AI language model, I don't have access to your email." And I was like, "What? <laughs> a, little, a little off there." But that seems really exciting to me. Of like, what I just added the Google the little iOS shortcut where you can supposedly like now write on your phone via the shortcut to GPT, and it'll pop back and then give you the answer and you can then write back to that again. So it's like a continual conversation just through like a little text box, Ooh. which is kind of cool. I'll, I'll you send me the link, link to that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah, everybody's kind of making things around it, right? Like it's like this whole new, hopefully not like, oh, what are they called? The, uh, NF it's hopefully it's not like NFT world where it's like, let's make a bunch of fake stuff that just disappears. Yeah. Hopefully. Not uh, there. You reminded me and it kind of struck a thought for me the other day when you said, oh, we've got KPIs to track now. And I was like, oh, oh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that concept in a long time. And it never had been like <laughs> valuable to me before in the scheme of job shop world. Like nothing ever was regular enough that I felt like, oh, yeah, we're doing, you know, I should track track those things or like Airtable kind of did it for me in a certain way. But I didn't like, it never seemed like I could affect it. I don't know. Or make it grow or shrink or I don't know. It just didn't seem valuable. So I was finally like, yeah. oh, I could I could maybe start tracking a few of these pieces of, of data around, you know, product sales and, and that kind of thing. And so I threw together like tracking and this like free KPI, which is a key performance indicator for those that don't know the corporate jargon. So I started tracking number of orders per month, retail revenue, and how many new products we launched per month. Nice. And so it's it's honestly just validating at this point to see something, to see a graph, because it's mostly going up at this point. But um, Great. What about um, yeah. days to dispatch? That's something that would be uh, interesting. Shot. Shot. 
so. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were giving me an ATC pedestal jab, <laughs> which is fair. <laughs> <laughs> no shots fired. No, I'm just aware of at our end that that's something where I don't think we're tracking directly. I think Shopify kind of does it. It does, um, yeah. So does yeah. ShipStation for us when we look at oh, yeah. that cool. side of it. But what's nice about looking at our Shopify is we're really good at shipping stuff if it's not a pre-ordered product. And mm. currently in the last 30 days, we've only taken six hours to fulfill orders on average. Ooh, dang. So we're really fast about it if it's not a pedestal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are yeah, fair, damn close on those things though now. Got a couple parts to make still. And that should get done this week, I hope. And then Sweet. we'll ship them. So, yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. Good news. Cool, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Is my, are my sounds playing? No. Did you, you didn't hear that? God damn it. No, you, you just go quiet and you kind of look suspenseful i'm assuming yeah, there's that's, some that's how i hear it